Thank you. The eighth chapter, please. In verse number seven, the Bible said, The first angel sounded, and there followed. Now, this is what you don't hear preachers preach much in the the, uh, tribulation hour. When the first trumpet is sounded, eighth chapter, then here's what you're going to have. You're going to have hail and fire mingle with blood. Has anybody ever seen that? That's pretty heavy, isn't it? And they were cast where? Upon the earth. And the third part of trees was burnt up, and all green grass was burnt up. Now the green is the pleasant thing, and that's that, that's pleasing to the eye. But have you ever thought about that? When all the green trees and the green grasses blowed up, burned up. That's where it starts. It's on the earth, and it's a fire with blood. Amen. Mingled together, and it's cast upon the earth. Now God's sending judgment. Notice number one, yeah. judgment to the earth. You got it? That's where we're going to look. And we're going to see hail, fire, mingled with blood on the earth. And a third part of the trees, that's a lot of trees, burn up all green grass, burn up. Cut out that cutting, won't it? (laughs) You won't be here. Uh, And the third part of the trees that burn up and all green grass, that was... Trumpet number one. All right. Trumpet number two is found in verse eight and nine. And the second angel sounded as it were, as a great mountain burning with fire was cast into the sea, and the third part of the sea became blood. A third part of the sea will become blood. Have you ever seen that? (coughs) You think these are literal things? I don't believe it's symbolism. I don't believe we symbolize it. And the third part of the creatures which were in the sea and had life died. And the third part of the ships were destroyed. Big mountain. It's on fire. Only God can do that. Then we have the third trumpet. Have you ever just kind of stopped and looked at these things? Most of the time we read them and go on. It ain't going to affect me, so I just don't have to know. Mm-hmm. It does affect you. Yeah. Yeah. I was reading these again last night, and I read them. I'm going to tell you something. I got to trembling. You know why I got trembling? I got to thinking I've got friends and I've got loved ones yes, sir. and I've got family members. Yes, sir. Yeah. Could, could very well go through every bit of this right here. Yep. Third trumpet, verses 10 and 11. Yeah. And the third angel sounded and there fell a great star from heaven, burning as it were a lamp. I hear people talk about nuclear holocaust and all that stuff. Let me tell you, 
America ain't got nothing. The world ain't got nothing. That God ain't got something stronger. Amen. And it fell upon the third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of waters. God's going to affect the water that the world's going to drink. People worrying about it now. They ain't seen nothing yet. Now who's this going to affect? We find that the first trumpet was on the earth. The second one was cast into the sea. It was on on the sea. The third trumpet, uh, it's going to be uh, a star from heaven burning, as it were, a lamp, and it fell upon the third part of the rivers. Then in the fourth one, we find it's in verse 12. I I didn't read verse 11, but you see it. Matter of fact, it's going to make wormwood out of the water, so it's going to be where you can drink it. In verse 12, and the fourth angel sounded, and the third part of the sun was smitten. And the third part of the moon, and the third part of the stars, so as the third part of them was darkened, and the day alone, uh, day shone, uh, was darkened, and, uh, excuse me, I read two lines, day shone not for a third part of it, and the night likewise. So this is going to be on the sun, and the galaxies. You see where God's working? Yeah. God's bringing judgment to the earth yes, and to the world. Yes, sir. And then in verse number 13, or verse, uh, well, let's see. Let's look at the fourth trumpet, the fifth trumpet. The fifth trumpet. Uh, you're going to find it in verse number 1. And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven under the earth, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. This time God's going to put it on the bottomless pit, going to open it up. And here is where uh, those locusts are coming out with stings in their tails. It's going to bring pain to the earth. These things are not that far out yonder, mm. and it's not that far fetched anymore to the saints of God that are saved. Mm. Pit's going to be open, the smoke from the pit's going to come out, the sun and the air darkened by the smoke. There's going to be scorpions on the earth to torment, and they're going to torment them for five months. Somebody said, Is that going to happen? Yeah. And the Bible said, uh, in the Word of God, that they're going to uh, try to take their life, and they can't. In this portion of Scripture, read that when you get home. The sixth trumpet sounds, and it's in Revelation nine thirteen. We read it a little earlier, and two hundred million people are coming out as an army. The seventh trumpet will be in chapter eleven. And verse 15, and you're going to find that there's going to be voices in heaven, and you're going to see a thing, and it's got heaven all moving this time, and the temple of God's opened in heaven. And the wrath is declared to come, and God's going to take care of it. And I'm just touching this, because we got a lot 
to cover about all these things if we look at them. Now going back a minute, we're going to back up or go forward, I guess. And uh, I pray that the Lord might show us in chapter 16 now. It's going to go through it again. Each one of these, each time it comes, the, the got the trumpets. Now you're going to find uh, the vials. And the vials are poured out. You see how strong it is. These are the devastating plagues. Ones we just went weren't devastating. These are devastating. And we'll find it. Chapter 16, verse 1. And I heard a great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels, Go your ways and pour out the vials of the wrath of God upon what? The earth. And the first went and poured out his vial upon the earth. There fell a noisome and grievous sore upon the men which had the mark of the beast and upon them which worshipped his image. It's not going to be those who don't have the mark. I don't want these people worrying about it. Any, they're going to take the mark or refuse the mark. It'll be after the mark of the beast. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't mention, I left out a little bit, a little earlier. What happens uh, when he... When he comes and sets himself up and goes into the temple and says, I'm God, there are going to be Jews that refuse him. That's when God will be, I mean, the devil will be so mad. And he'll say, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to show you, you're not going to be able to buy or sell unless you take a mark. So you remember the devil has waged war on God, and now that's why you're going to have the mark of the beast. And so he's after them. Verse number two, or verse number three, and the second angel poured out his vial upon the sea, and it became as blood of a dead man. You know what the blood of a dead man is? It's coagulated blood, thick. When you die, your blood coagulates or gets, it's a paste. Never living soul died in the sea. And the third angel poured out his vial upon the rivers and fountains of waters, and they became blood. Now notice what's happened. The blood was turned, or, or the angel was, was poured his vial upon the sea, and it turned to blood. All right. How does things happen today? How do we have the sea? We get the sea, number one, from the little creeks and the little springs and the little tributaries coming off the side. That spring heads. And then it goes down, makes rivers. The rivers go on down and make uh, lakes. And the lakes make seas. Right? You got that? God's showing that this is beyond the normal. This is beyond the natural. And it's going to the seas and coming backwards, which is not the way God designed it. But He's showing us that God's doing it. This is the judgment of God. 
The third angel poured out his vial upon the rivers and fountains of waters, and they became blood. I won't read the rest of that, verses 4 through 7. Verse 8, And the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun. We done seen that in the other one, but notice what happens here. And the power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. You talk about global warming? Right here's the real global warming. <laughs> It'll never be this hot on the earth again. Amen. And he's going to give them global warming and it's going to scorch their backs. And men were scorched with great heat. And Now you remember they got, they got boils all over them. This is successive. It's one right after another. One thing right after another. It's not letting up and letting them get by with something. something else happening while the other's going on. Men were scorched with great heat and blasphemed the name of God which hath power over these plagues and they repented not to give Him glory. You'd think they'd repented and asked God's forgiveness <coughs> to get Him to stop. Amen. But you know why they don't? God said when the church is called out of here, He'll give them strong delusion and they'll believe a lie and be damned. We've forgotten that, but that's there. The fifth vial in verse 10, and the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seat of the beast. Thank God he's going to work on the other end too. And his kingdom was full of darkness and they gnawed their pain, their tongues for pain. Can you imagine so much darkness that you can't see nothing and you gnaw your tongues for pain? That's going to happen. People don't think this is going to happen. I don't reckon. I don't hear them talk about it. Who's, who, who is subject to any of this right here? Anybody that does not know the Lord Jesus Christ. Now you may die before that happens. Die lost. And in hell, you lift your eyes. But the only remedy from any of this pain is to give your heart and life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. It said in verse 14, not only didn't they, uh, that they gnawed their tongues for pain, and, and they on top of that, they blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores and repented not of their deeds. And that's the reason I say it was consecutive. Because the, the sores come on them in verse 2. And now they're still, all that's put together. And what they've done is they're just getting madder and madder and meaner and meaner against God. Yep. You're finding that in the day of grace even. Yes. People just, their hearts get hardened. And if the more that they put off Christ, the harder their heart becomes, and it's harder to win them to God. Yep. That's why he said, remember the Creator in the days of thy youth. So that's happening to even to this day. And then in verse 12, And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great rivers, uh, a river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up, that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. You see how God makes it stronger every time? I think he's just kind of breaking it in on them and saying, Hey, look, 
You don't listen to me now, and give it to you later. I'll give it to you more. These are terrible plagues. Mm -hmm. The seventh vial, verse 17, and the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air. There came a great voice out of the temple of hosts from the throne saying, It is done. I'll be glad when I hear God himself say, It is done. Amen. So you're getting that and and the, you begin to see in chapter number 17, I'm not going to get into 17, 18. You get in chapter 17, 18 and you see how that God begins to destroy the political, the, um, I guess, the monetary system of the world. He begins to take the businesses and close down everything. Well, they don't have it anymore. Yeah. And that makes them mad. So they get it to place that we we're, we're going to fight him. So now the devil, just to sum it up, and you can read all these chapters, you'll see it. What he does, he, he works against them so hard, and he starts pushing them to go to uh, Megiddo. God's done said he's going to do that. And they're going to head to Megiddo, and what they're going to do is they're going to show God who's who. And they're going to show God that they're better and greater than He is. And for the first time in the devil, He's not only just wanting to take over His rule, He's wanting to destroy Him now. And it backfires. Christ wins. What do you think, Tony? Absolutely. Well, like you said to begin with, a lot of people don't think much about it. They don't study no. much about no. it because their idea, I'm not going to be here. Who cares? Yeah. But we ought to care. We ought to care. Because we got loved We got loved ones. going to have to face it if we don't. Yes, sir. It's ought to be, help give us an evangelistic outreach Amen. for our whole life. Amen. Yes, sir. But we've come to a place in, in the day of grace that we're not as prone to win people to God as they used to be. There used to be a time, not only preachers and not only leaders in the church, but people on the pews used to have a concern yes, for the lost yes, in the community. Sir. Yeah, We don't do that no more. We used to pray constantly. Now we pray occasionally. If we pray. If we pray at all, yeah. I thought about this all, preacher. All right. The house I live in now, I've been there 10 years. And uh, I've gotten used to it. Yeah. Matter of fact, at midnight, I can walk all through the house. Not a light on. Oh, yeah. You know where I'm really out in the yard. Yeah. It took me a long time to get used to that. <laughs> you know the church today, it just got used to existing. A lot of times we go around and we take things for granted. Things are happening all around us, even today, preacher with Russia, China, 
all that stuff's coming in together for a reason. It seems like the, the church has just given up. It ought to be more on hard days than ever before. Yeah. Yep. That's the reason I know the Lord's coming. It ought to have burden. Mm. Well, it ought to see what's taking place. We ought to get on fire. This room ought to be full of people this morning. Mm -hmm. We're doing good to have as many as we got. And even the church is preacher today. Yeah. I tell you what, the devil knows how to work. He does. He, I got to hand it to him. He does his job very well. But if we ain't careful, we'll get used to it. Yes, sir. Going to church. Just going to church. He's got us scared to go out and witness to That's people right. like we used to do a long That's time right. ago. We'll just get used to going to church. and I'm afraid a lot of, a lot of us... It's like that. We'll just go to church. When it ought to be much more than that. Every service ought to have a burden for somebody That's right. in that That's place right. that's lost. That's right. That's right. Oh, you're so right. You spend time on people. Break say, bow your heads, anybody here this morning don't know where you're going. He'd say, I see that hand. You spent time with people would run to the altar. Yep. To pray for that. Yep. That's right. But now our desire is to get on out. We get used to it. Oh, you're so right, preacher. We you're so right. Oh, God. Thank you for the lesson. It's helped me today. Yep. I want us to pray here at the table and seek the face of God on our lives well I seek the face of God on everybody else's life Yeah. but right now everybody else's life I think we need it worse and I'm saying that they do but I'm saying that we need exactly what we need from God to help us to be what we can be for them amen I have a chance many times of, of sitting and praying and and I have some good times but I cry a lot. And I'm crying and I'm crying for the church. I'm pray, I'm more concerned and I've, you hear, hear me preaching about it all the time but I'm saying I'm praying more for the church that they, they don't want to hear the church. And when I say don't want to hear we've got a lot that want to hear. But I see a lot of people out yonder that I don't see in the church. And I hear the way they talk, and I hear them talk about what we've got today, and nobody seems to care. Even Christians. I see Christians out there, and they don't seem to have no, no desire for the church and things. And that's, that's troubling. Yeah. And it ought to be troubling. Yeah. And that's the one I want us to try to put the burden on you today while we're here at this table that we might pray and seek the face of God for those who are lost and undone 
I think I told this to somebody, and maybe two or three of you, or maybe to the whole group. I don't know. But did you know all the church has, or all God has today for our church up here, is us. Yeah. For your church, your people. Ain't that right, brother? Tony? That's right. And all of us are responsible. Yes, sir. And I want to. I want to be my. I don't want. I want to do my part. Actually, I don't know how to do my part. I try, and I fail. Sometimes I hit the nail on the head. But we need to pray that God will direct our thoughts and mind. God don't have to have a crowd. No. He just needs somebody that's willing and obedient. Amen. So we'll close with this today as we sit here at the table. And uh, let's just try to reach the horns of the altar, so to speak, right here. And uh, seek the face of God. I'm going to pray. I want you to pray. I want you to touch the Lord. Father, we're bowed in your presence. And Lord, we've had a lesson from the Word of God. It's been helpful to me. It's been strenuous, but I pray, God, today that you might add... To what we've said today through the Spirit. Drive it home, Lord, to the hearts of the people today that need to hear the Word of God. We thank you, Lord, for taking care of us and watching over us. Lord, if it wasn't for the grace of God, we'd be outside the church, stooped in sin, with no concern, no desire for the Word of God. No concern and no desire to even reach anybody for the Lord Jesus. But Lord, we're glad you fingered around our heart one day. You troubled us in conviction. And let us see, Lord, that we were a sinner. We were lost. You swamped us out over hell. And God, we found out that's where we were headed. Lord, we thank you for calling us to the higher, the Holy Ghost of God. And we fell on our face and cried out to you, Oh, God, save us. Thank you, Lord, today that you did. But Lord, there's so many multitudes that we see that don't know the goodness of God. Some of them say they do, and some of them claim they do. And Lord, uh, we can see from their everyday lifestyle and the way they walk, Lord, that they something shy or something short. It might be because they hadn't surrendered, but Lord, there's something short. Lord, they can look at us sometimes and find something short. And Lord, it's only the Holy Ghost of God and the Word of God that can show us where we are wrong. And Lord, you can draw us with the mighty power and the mighty hand of God. You can bring us to the fold. And Lord, you can show us today exactly from the Word of God where we have messed the mark and missed it. And I pray, God, this morning that you'll touch everyone at this table. Lord, we pray the stillness of the Holy Ghost of God would finger around our heart and let us know, Lord, that we need you without any doubt whatsoever. Lord, that we'll trust you with all our soul, our mind, our body, and our heart. I pray the perfect will of God would be done. I pray your mighty name might be blessed in our life. Touch us, Lord. Have thine own way. We'll thank you for your goodness and your mercy. We commit this church to you. We commit Brother Tony and his church 
to you. And uh, Brother Burl, the Lord, as he's left us uh, a little early this morning, we pray that, God, you'll touch him. Lord, help us to stand in the gap make up the hedge. But, Lord, I pray you touch the men of God across the nation, not only across the nation, but in our county here. Lord, I pray the preachers that we, the Lord, know and those that we don't know as far as that's concerned, Lord, to stand in the gap tomorrow and they'll bridge uh, that gap between heaven and hell for many souls and what they preach. Lord, send the messages we need this weekend, Lord, to open the eyes and the hearts of people. Lord, may we hear, uh, Lord, the shouts of newborn babes coming to the knowledge of the truth. But may the Holy Ghost of God finger around our heart and get us where we need to be. Fill us with your power. Fill our minds with your wisdom. Fill our bodies, Lord, with a desire to stand for you. And, Lord, to count, be counted in an ungodly day. And, Lord, help us to stay with the Word of God, not waver off of it, but stand true and clear and strong and straight. And, God, you get the glory. Forgive us, Lord, of all our, our sins, our shortcomings. Lord, we're not going to ask you to forgive us if there's anything wrong. Lord, we know tonight, today, God, that there's things that needs to be confessed. And I pray, God, you'll conf- that you'll touch us after we confess them today. Forgive us, Lord. Cleanse us, Lord. Touch us, Lord. Lead us, Lord. I pray, God, your will be done. May we lay aside everything, God, that uh, may, we may be on our mind. And, Lord, just pick up the mind of God. And walk after the Word of God. Have your way. Have your will. And Lord, I pray that you'll get the glory in our lives. May you get the glory. Lord, help us somehow to take a back row seat. Lord, may we get in the dark and the shadows and let you be in the forefront and the limelight. And God, may you get the glory. Lord, we'll give you the glory for it. Touch the rest of the day for us here today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.